0: ara kanagiri govardhanaki jai rindavan damaki jai jor damaki jai navagiri pur damaki jai jagannath puri damaki jai gangamaye devi ki jai bhakti devi ki jai osi maharani ki jai somabete bhakti vrinda ki jai gopa premananda all glorious to the assembled devotees all glorious to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Goranga. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Mm-hmm. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Vishnupadaya Bhushnupadaya 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 Bhakti, Bhushnupadaya Bhakti, Swami Bhushnupadaya mm-hmm. Namaste Saraswati Deve Goravani Pacharane. Nirvase Sassinivari Paskachade Shatane Vande Ham Guru Sri Yuta Sri Shri Guru and Vaishnavams Chashirupam Sagraja Tham Sahagana Raghana Tam Sajivam. Sadvaitam Sadvadutam Parijana Sahita Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Rada Krishna Padam Sahavana Lalita Sri Vishakam Vitamsha Banchartpa Chuvashaky Vasnivyya Bhtaptichana Pavani Omnamo Bhagavateva Sudevaya Omnamo Bhagavateva Sudeva Omnamo Bhagavateva Sudevaya Om it's June 10th, 2016, in Tawaka, New Jersey, reading for Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 2, Chapter 2, Text 6. It's the chapter of the Lord in the Heart. Evam swachite swasta evasida atma priyarto bhagavan ananta tam nivritanya tartoba jeta samsara he tu padamaschayatra. Evam thus swachite Swachite. in one's own heart, heart. swataha Swataha. by his omnipotency. Eva, Eva. certainly. Certainly. Siddha,
1: Siddha.
0: fully represented. represented. Atma, Atma. the super soul. soul. Priyaha, very dear. dear. Artaha, Artaha. substance. 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 Bhagavan, Bhagavan. the supreme personality of Godhead. Godhead. Anantaha, Anantaha. The the eternal unlimited. Tam, Unto him, unto him, nivritaha, nivritaha, nivritaha. being detached from the world.
1: Niyata, permanent. permanent.
0: Arthaha, permanent. Arthaha, Arthaha, the Supreme Gain. Gain. Bhajeta, one must worship. worship. hetu the cause of the conditioned state of existence. 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 Uparamaha <laughs> Cessation, Cessation. Cha, Cha. Certainly, Certainly. Yetra, In Which. which. Translation. Thus being fixed, one must render service unto the Supersoul situated in one's own heart by his omnipotency. Because he is the almighty personality of Godhead, eternal and unlimited, he is the ultimate goal of life, and by worshipping him one can end the cause of the conditioned state of existence. Purport. The supreme personality of Godhead, Shri Krishna, as it as it is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, eighteen sixty one, is the all pervading, omnipresent super soul. Therefore, one who is a yogi can only worship Him because He is the substance and not illusion. Every living creature is engaged in the service of something else. A living being's constitutional position is to render service. But in the atmosphere of maya or illusion, or the non or the conditional state of of existence, the conditioned soul seeks the service of illusion. A conditioned soul works in the service of his temporary body, bodily relatives like the wife and children, and the necessary paraphernalia for maintaining the body and bodily relations, namely the house, land, wealth, society, country, etc. But he does not know that all such renderings of service are totally illusory. As we have discussed many times before, this material world is itself an illusion, like the mirage in the desert. In the desert there is an illusion of water, and the foolish animals become entrapped by such illusion and run after water in the desert, although there is no water at all. But because there is no water in the desert, one does not conclude that there is no water at all. The intelligent person knows well that there is certainly water, water in the seas and oceans. But such vast reservoirs of water are far, far away from the desert. One should therefore search for water in the vicinity of seas and oceans, and not in the desert. Every one of us is searching after real happiness in life, namely eternal life, eternal or unlimited knowledge, and unending blissful life. But foolish people who have no knowledge of the substance search after the reality of life in the illusion. This material body does not endure eternally, and everything in relation with this temporary body, namely the wife, children, society, country, etc., also changes along with the change of body. This is called samsada, or repetition of birth, death, old age, and disease. We would like to find a solution for all these problems of life, but we do not know the way. Herein it is suggested that anyone who wants to make an end of these miseries of life, namely repetition of birth, death, disease, and old age, must take to this process of worshipping the Supreme Lord and not others, as it is also ultimately suggested in the Bhagavad Gita, 1865. If we at all want to end the cause of our conditioned life, we must take to the worship of Lord Sri Krishna, who is present in everyone's heart by his natural affection for all living beings, who are actually the parts and parcels of the Lord, 1861 Bhagavad Gita. (coughs) The baby in the lap of his mother is naturally attached to the mother, And the mother is attached to the child. But when the child grows up and becomes overwhelmed by circumstances, he gradually becomes detached from the mother. (laughs) Read Read this again. The baby in the lap of his mother is naturally attached to the mother, and the mother is attached to the child. But when the child grows up and becomes overwhelmed by circumstances, he gradually becomes detached from the mother. But the mother always expects some sort of service from the grown-up child, and she is equally affectionate for her child, even though the child is forgetful. Similarly, because we are part and parcel of the Lord, the Lord is always affectionate to us, and he always tries to get us back home and back to Godhead. But we, the conditioned souls, do not care for him, and run instead after the illusory bodily connections. We must therefore extricate ourselves from all illusory connections of the world, and seek reunion with the Lord, trying to render service unto him because he is the ultimate truth. Actually, we are hankering after him as the child seeks the mother, and to search out the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we need not go anywhere else because the Lord is within our hearts. This does not, however, suggest that we should not go to the places of worship, namely the temples, churches, and mosques. Such holy places of worship are also occupied by the Lord because the Lord is omnipresent. For the common man, these holy places are centers of learning about the science of God. When the temples are devoid of activities, the people in general become disinterested in such places, and consequently, the mass of people gradually become godless, and a godless civilization is the result. Such a hellish civilization increases artificially the conditions of life, and existence becomes intolerable for everyone. The foolish leaders of a godless civilization try to devise various plans to bring about peace and prosperity in the godless world under a patent trademark of materialism. It's pretty funny, a patent trademark of materialism. And because such attempts are illusory only, the people elect incompetent blind leaders one after another who are incapable of offering solutions. If we want it all to end this anomaly of a godless civilization, we must follow the principles of revealed scriptures like the short Bhagavatam. and follow the instructions of a person like sukade goswami These as slippery feet here there's no there's nothing gripping those feet it who has no and, and follow the instructions of a person like Sri sukade goswami who has no attraction for material gain yeah those are just slippery probably put some little something there Little, little ripper pads you need on this one. Hevamsvacite svata evasiddha atma priyorta bhagavan anantata nivrita niyatarto Hetu samsadahetu paramasciyatra Thus being fixed, one must render service unto the super-soul situated in one's own heart by his omnipotency because he has the almighty personality of Godhead eternal and unlimited he is the ultimate goal of life, and by worshipping him one can end the cause of the conditioned state of existence. <coughs> so, we might wonder what was the purpose of being so detached, like Sukadeva Goswami was speaking about in the previous verses, just being willing to get uh, torn clothes from the road and sleep in caves and things like that. You know, why is he recommending a life of such detachment? Now obviously such external detachment is not necessary for everyone in that particular in those particular details. But the principle of detachment is necessary for everyone. So why is Sukadeva Goswami recommending a principle of detachment for everyone, whether or not whether it manifests in getting to- torn clothes out of the dumpster or whether it you know, whether you're gonna buy your doties from Ganga Prasad and Lloyd Bazaar. <laughs> because the material world our attachments in the material world are not real. They're not real. We're not this body, the family that we have, the paraphernalia for this body, our clothes, our food. What did he talk about? He talked about food, clothes, water, and shelter. So our food, food, clothes, water, and shelter, our family, are also illusory. They only have to do with this body. And putting our consciousness in them is just going to bring us to another body. It's very much like uh, actors. You know, we saw the children acting yesterday. So actors have some costume. They take a costume, and they take not only a costume, but they take a persona. They take a, a mental costume, so to speak. Yes, physical costume and a mental costume. And of course they have to take care of those. They have to take care of not only the cloth that they put on as the costume, but they also have to develop the character they're going to portray on the stage. If any of you have ever been in a drama, you have to meditate on that character. You have to try to pretend that that character is you to the extent that the audience believes that the character, him or herself, is on the stage and not the actor. And you need to, on the stage, interact with the other players as if they are also the characters and not the the actors, right? If on the stage you are somebody's mother or father or whatever, then the audience has to fully believe that you are those people. But at the same time, you are not those people. So you have that job as an actor. At the same time, you cannot lose yourself. Many, many, many years ago, I remember, I think I was sitting in a dentist's office, and I read some article from the husband of Meryl Streep, a very famous actress, And he said, I feel like I've been married to thousands of women being married to this one woman because she's playing so many different roles on stage. (laughs) You know, and she'd come home and she'd still be like that, she wouldn't go back to her own self. It would take her some while to come back to her own self. But we need to get back to our own self. Certainly we have to play our roles expertly in this world. Uh, That's undoubtedly true. Playing our roles expertly in this world, however, is a function of ordinary dharma. If you play your role inexpertly in this world or selfishly in this world, that is a dharma. You know, if you have a, a part in the play as you know Rukmini's maidservant, and you start acting as if you're Rukmini, then the whole drama becomes disturbed. So that we would call a dharma. And if you play your role very nicely we call that dharma. But beyond both a dharma and dharma, there is sanatan dharma. There is the actual position of the self. If you start believing I am Rukmini's maidservant, I am Rukmini, when actually you're somebody else, then you're in trouble. Because that position is false. The drama is real. You are real. The costumes are real. But thinking that you are the person you are playing is false. And in this world we get into such deep illusion that we really believe that we have become the character we are playing in this particular drama. And then, of course, the drama is over, the play is closed, the curtain closes, and if we simply want to be in this illusory drama, we go on to a next performance where we play somebody else. And we may even be with the same actors but playing different roles. You know, someone who's your enemy in one drama may become your spouse in the next drama or your child in the next drama. Uh, Chitra Ketu says this. And, and we just go on and on and on without ever knowing, who am I? So the devotee, of course, uh, does generally, just generally, try to play this drama nicely, but for Krishna for Krishna. With the point, not so much of being expert at the, in the role of this lifetime, but with the point of using the role in this lifetime to further the reality. Uh, some devotees completely walk off the stage, like Sukadeva Goswami himself. He just ran away from home and lived as a naked avaduta. He didn't participate in any of the normal functions of human society. So that's possible, but most of us, we stay within our role without identifying with our role. We don't give our heart, we don't give our emotions to the role. Prabhupada's talking about shelter. Because we know that in the role there is no satisfaction. There is only satisfaction in the reality. I may get satisfaction out of playing the role for Krishna, but the role itself will not give me any satisfaction. So, if you can think of this again as a drama, the actors get satisfaction from their reciprocation with the audience. But they're not going to find satisfaction within their relationships in the drama, which are not real. If the, if the person playing the wife in the drama thinks the person playing the husband in the drama is going to take care of her like a husband, then she's going to be disappointed because he's not actually her husband. And sometimes this happens. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes actors fall in love with the person that they're pretending to be in love with in the drama. Correct? Sometimes they even leave their actual spouses and they fall in love with this person in the drama. And generally, those relationships are not very good ones. Generally, they don't last because they're relating in the drama in their personas, in their characters. And they're not relating as themselves. And so when they get off the stage and take off their costumes and try to continue that relationship, it's not based on anything real. Does this make sense to everybody? So our purpose in this drama in the world is to please the audience. And the audience is Krishna. He is the one watching how we play the role in the drama. The purpose is not to establish a relationship with the other actors on the basis of our false identity in this body. That is not our purpose. And it's it's a fine line. It's a fine line because in order to do our duties in this world for the pleasure of Krishna, which was what Prabhupada talked about at the end of the previous verse. That previous verse was about becoming a really paka renunciate. And Prabhupada said at the end, no matter what position you're in, you can do that job with surrender to Krishna. It's very difficult to... How do I do my job very nicely in the world? I look like an ordinary person in the world but my attention is to pleasing Krishna, the audience, rather than to trying to have a relationship on the illusory platform with the other people in their illusory energy and identity. And Prabhupada saying, shift your attention. He said, there's not water in the desert, although it may look like water, just like we drive on the road on a hot day and it looks like there's water on the road in front of us. The way the light... And the heat, interact, gives an illusion of water. So there's an illusion that I will find shelter and happiness on the basis of my particular bodily identity, interacting with others on the basis of their bodily identity. But in that kind of relationship, there is basically no water. There is no satisfaction. You can say there's a drop of satisfaction here and there. But really, on the platform of spirit of what we're seeking, there is not actual satisfaction. But there is such a thing as water, Prabhupada is saying. Just because there's no water in the desert doesn't mean that there's no water. Yesterday we went to a lake where it was full of water. Right? The day before we were in Central Park and there were so many lakes of water. So there is water in our relationship with Krishna and there is water in our relationship with other people jivas, on the basis of our factual identity as a servant of Krishna. There, there is real satisfaction. We're not saying that because the world is illusory that there's no satisfaction anywhere, nor are we saying it's illusory in the sense of non-existence. The drama has some existence, but the relationships within the drama and the identities within the drama are an illusion. So how do we do this? Because it's not easy is it easy? It's not easy. You know, we often think, well, it would be easier to just live as Sukadeva Goswami and not even pretend that I'm part of this identity. That might be easier. Many devotees think, I should do that. I should just leave everything, you know, and be an Avaduta or be some Babaji at Radhakund, and that will be easier. But for most of us, in fact, doing that is harder. Uh, not easier. It, it's too abrupt and it, it's too uh, uh, total to do that. Also, Krishna has some service he wants us to do in the world. Krishna has some point for us to be here. Just like Arjuna said, I want you to just leave the battle. And Krishna says, no, Mama, I'm, I'm used from you, you should think of me and fight. So how do we make this switch? We make this switch, Sukadeva Goswami is saying that we should render service to the super soul in our heart. And it, it's so sweet, Srila Prabhupada says that we don't have to go anywhere. He, said, he says, it's really sweet. he said, Krishna is the present everyone's heart by his natural affection for all living beings <coughs> who are actually his part and parcels. Yeshwarasavrabhu numra Prabhupada's quoting from. And Prabhupada talks about the relationship between a little baby and the mother. So all of us have seen little baby and the mother, right? And the, the baby is just naturally affectionate to the mother, and the mother is naturally affectionate to the baby. It's a natural relationship because bodily, on the bodily platform, they are part of each other. The baby's body has come from the mother's body. And just like we are naturally affectionate even to our fingernails, yes? We have a little problem with our fingernail. We, we take care of our finger. And so we are naturally affectionate to the child who also we see as part of us. That is right, natural. And Robert, it says that when the child grows up, that they forget their relationship with their mother. You know, we don't forget entirely, but as adults, we don't have the same level of affection and attachment to our mothers. But the mother retains the same affection for the child. So in the same way, when we become an illusion, we forget our natural affection for Krishna, but he doesn't forget his natural affection for us. So we can say, well, that's all we have to do. Just simply meditate on the Lord in the heart and pleasing him. And that's a fact. That's all we have to do. It's really just that simple. And don't be attached to our ordinary dharma. Ordinary dharma means, again, our role in the drama. How to do my role perfectly. Just surrender to me. Of course, when we surrender to Krishna, he wants us to put on a nice show because he's watching. But don't become attached to that as our identity. And he said, don't worry that there'll be some sin on your part, that there'll be some fault on your part if you give up your attachment to ordinary dharma. He says, I'll take care of all of those problems. Uh, Masutthana, give up all fear, give up all worry, give up all anxiety. Uh, Arjuna was filled with so many anxieties about giving up his ordinary duties. But it may be difficult for us to realize the Lord is in our heart, Hmm? and just thinking how Lord Chaitanya, one time he was saying, where is Krishna, where is Krishna, right? And he was in the Chaitanya Bhagavad. Where is Krishna, where is Krishna? And Gharadar Pandit was there, and he said, Krishna is in your heart. And Lord Chaitanya started scratching his chest to try to open up his chest and find Krishna in the heart, like you see those pictures of Hanuman physically pulling his chest open for open heart surgery, you know, and there's Sitaram in in his heart. So Lord Chaitanya was trying to open up his his body. And then Garadhar Pandit says, No, 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 Krishna's coming. Krishna's coming. Don't you don't have to do this. And Satyadevi Devi said, Oh you're a very expert. how you should always stay with my Nimite. But Prabhupada says here that although Krishna is in our heart and we can find Krishna in our heart, that what is advised for ordinary people, and it's wise to think of ourselves as ordinary. Hmm? I was giving some advice to one young person the other day. And they said, you know, I'm not an idiot. And I said to this young person, it would be far wiser, if you really aren't an idiot, to think that you probably are an idiot and be careful. Right? You understand? If one just thinks, thing, so I, I'm very intelligent. Uh, if you're really intelligent, you'll realize how foolish you are, and you'll be careful. <laughs> you won't think, oh, I, I can do fools rush in where angels fear to tread. So... <laughs> We may think, oh, I'm not a common person. Prabhupada's talking here about the common person. I'm not a common person. I can just find Krishna in my heart. Better to think, I'm a common person. That's safer. And what is there for the common person? To worship the Lord in the temple. And I think it's significant that Prabhupada says temples, churches, and mosques. And Prabhupada's not just talking about Hindu temples or or Vaishnav temples or Gaudiya Vaishnav temples or... ISKCON temples or the ISKCON temple of Tawako, New Jersey. You know, this this is not the only place where one can find God. Now, one can also find God even in the churches and the mosques. Um, There was uh, one devotee who was criticizing one of our ISKCON leaders. One of our ISKCON leaders was talking about uh, how that in every tradition there is meditation, there is prayer. And urging people that at least pray and meditate within your own tradition, and this devotee was saying, "Oh, this leader—he's compromising the principles of Krishna consciousness because Prabhupada said just chant Hare Krishna and just meditate on Krishna. Why should we give any? Uh, why should we encourage people that they can pray and meditate within their own tradition? Hare Krishna. <laughs> really, it really was—it was shocking to me." And I was thinking, this person doesn't read Prabhupada's purport. So yes, sometimes Prabhupada says everyone should chant Hare Krishna, undoubtedly. At the same time, Prabhupada also says that people should go to their places of worship, such as temples, churches, and mosques. And this is an important point, because we need to consider, it's a kind of a side point, we need to consider that as we're spreading the Krishna consciousness movement, are we seeking to become, are we, as the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, seeking to become the only world church, like in the Middle Ages, The Roman Catholic Church was the official church of the governments, and they would persecute and torture anybody who held any divergent views or practices, even other Christians. You know, if if you didn't agree exactly with the beliefs and practices of the Roman Catholic Church, then they would, you know, pull out your fingers and burn you at the stake. Actually, they did that. So, is that our aim? Is our aim to become whether we torture people or not? is our aim to become some sort of a world church and wipe out all other religious systems from the planet, something that we should consider. And Śrīla Prabhupāda is saying that also in these temples, they must have activities. He says, interestingly, he says, for a common man, these holy places are centers of learning about the science of God. So I see here Śrīla Prabhupāda is defining the main function of our temples. The main functions of our temples are worship of the Lord. People can come and find God. And here he is in our temple. Very dramatic opening of the curtain here. Guys, you should So one who cannot see the Lord in their heart, they come to the temple, here's God. Here's God and also as centers of education. So I know when I first started visiting Tawako Temple many, many years ago, this was one of the leading centers of education in the Hare Krishna movement. So maybe we can make it like that again. That would be very nice. There were constantly seminars going on here. We really should become a center for education. Obviously we're already doing a lot. There are so many classes and so many programs. But something that we can consider. How can we really become... A center for education, Providence. Hmm? Centers of learning about the science of God. I mean, I see the, one of the best places we have. You might think, well, we're in the middle of nowhere, Tawako. Who's going to have this a center of learning? But a temple that I visit regularly that's a center of learning is in a place called Lubiena. And if you saw how it's spelled, you would think it was pronounced Ljibijiena. <laughs> So. What how, many, how many of you here have heard of Ljubljana? Nobody's heard of Ljubljana. It's uh, a city in the country called Slovenia. How many of you have heard of Slovenia? Well, that's a little bit better. Very small country. I think it's about 2 million people in the whole country. They have a joke in Slovenia that, you know, the Chinese say that if all the residents of Slovenia were to come to China, they'd just have to get a hotel for them compared <laughs> to the population of China. And in Slovenia, there's practically no Indians. It's practically all just Slovenian people. There aren't even a lot of people from other countries. I mean, some people from next-door countries like, say, Croatia. But not many people from other European countries, not many people from other countries in the world. And there, the devotees, uh, the president's name is Ananta Prabhu, he has established a center, just as Prabhupada's saying here, a center of learning about God, the science of God. And the devotees there, it's one of the two places in the world where you can get a degree, a Bhaktivedanta degree in the Bhagavatam. And they also have regular classes for the public. And the public, regular Slovenian people, are coming to the temple and they are taking classes in the science of God on a regular basis. So it can be done. Uh, I think most of our temples have a long way to go to becoming centers of learning on the science of God. Most of us just have the morning class and the Sunday classes. But it is possible to really make our temples centers of education, no matter where they are located. So this should be one of our visions. Center of worship, a very beautiful opulent worship. Srila Prabhupada established such an opulent standard of worship for ISKCON temples. Isn't that a fact? Much more so than in most, isn't that true? Than in most Indian temples, wouldn't you all agree? You know, if you visit other Indian temples, even in the West you don't usually find this level of opulence, that the deities are changed, clothes are changed twice a day, that the deities are getting fresh flowers. I remember when my father first visited a temple, he said, are those real flowers? Inconceivable. I think Prabhu said they've spent over a million dollars on flowers for Radha Govinda altogether over the years. Uh, So standards of, of cleanliness of the altar, of the kitchen, of the cooks and the pujaris and so forth, internal cleanliness, external cleanliness. So very, very high standard of of deity worship and high standards of education. So those are the functions. And Prabhupada has a, a little warning here. He says, when the temples are devoid of activities, the people in general become disinterested in such places and consequently become godless. So this is something we should be careful of. Our temple should not become devoid of activities. You know, it was very heartening to see the the Sunday school program yesterday. So we should think about how we can have so many different activities. And we may say, well, we don't have the money, we don't have the manpower. But what happens is if you start doing something with what you have, then people become attracted to do more, isn't it? Take what you have and use that, and then other people, oh, I'd like to volunteer for this, I'd like to volunteer for this. If you try to just get everybody first, then it doesn't work. Just like Srila Prabhupada came to America with just a pair of cartels and a bag of cereal and, <coughs> you know, some, some books. And Prabhupada didn't say, first I have to have thousands of followers and then I'll start my movement. He just started with what he had. He just started with a pair of cartels. Which we have a lot more than that, yes? And then so many people came and Prabhupada built up gradually as people would come, Prabhupada would do more and more. So our temples should be centers of activities. If they're not, then people will if we're active, we'll look for activities elsewhere. If our temples are not centers of activities, we'll look for activities in all of our little glowing boxes. Right? Most people have several glowing boxes that they own. Big ones, small ones, huge ones, right? Glowing talking boxes. We'll look for our activities there. We'll look for our activities in ordinary things of the world. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the ordinary things of the world today are mostly godless. And my dear friends, it doesn't matter whether you are in New Jersey or you are in New Delhi. The things of the world are primarily at this point godless. That is a fact. I mean, even if you go to Vrindavan today, Vrindavan has become so commercialist. So, so many of the people, there they're not interested in Krishna, they're interested in using Krishna to make money. Isn't it? You know, you go by their shop, there's a big photograph of Shiva Prabhupāda, not because they care about Shiva Prabhupāda, but because they're thinking, well, if we have Prabhupāda's picture in here, all the Iskcon devotees will come and spend their money. And you walk past their shop, Haribo, Haribo, but they're not really saying, Haribo, Haribo. What are they really saying? Come spend your money in my shop. Mm-hmm. So this is happening even in Vrindavan. What to speak of any place else. So generally what's going on in the world doesn't even have any superficial relationship with Krishna. At least in Vrindavan they're saying, Haribo, Haribo, and they have a picture of Prabhupada in their shop. But if you're here in New Jersey or even in New Delhi, it's not going to be like that. It's just going to be something mundane. So if the temples are not full of life and activities, then we are active souls. <laughs> We'll find our life and activity someplace else. And because the someplace else will be godless at the present time, 2016, in the world, the something else is mostly godless. We have a a secular society where God and religion are separated from public life. Isn't that a fact? (coughs) And even from most private life. So in order to benefit the common person, which we should include ourselves in that, That would be very wise. It would be very wise to think that we're foolish. So if we're going to benefit the common persons, including ourselves, then our temple should be places full of activity, full of education, and full of worship, so that people can take their natural propensities for activities and relationships and have them in the temple, in this way be reminded that the Lord is in the heart, and in this way put their attention to the real, the real place of water, rather than to the illusory and in this way become actually satisfied in that state of satisfaction, then one can be detached what one wears, what one eats, what one drinks, where one sleeps, and, and so forth. So questions, comments, corrections, additions, subtractions, chastisements?
1: Yesterday <laughs> I had an opportunity to attend the kitchen where Prabhupada has started this one moment. Mm. Thompson
0: Park. Right? At Tompkins Square Park. Oh, nice. So what was that like? It was very pleasing. Mm. Mm. Very nice. We'll be going there this evening.
1: I will be also.
0: You'll be there also.
1: I have attended your uh, class in
0: uh, Columbus, Ohio.
1: Oh. After that, I have attended your class in a new
0: Rundhavan. Oh, my goodness. On uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Very nice. Thank you. I, I, I have a little... you got the book. Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tonight we're going to be speaking to the Russian devotees, so it will be translated into Russian. Yes, Pramod. Yes, ma'am.
1: So, <clears throat> yes, we have a, a plan to start education programs
0: here. Mm, yes, it's a wonderful uh, plan.
1: Also, uh, I have to leave uh, in July for uh, Mexico. Once I come back, I will start with one seminar on Vaishnava etiquette. Mm. It's very much needed. <laughs> then uh, uh, we will go for Vatishastri and pre-Vatishastri or seminars
0: on Bhagavad and Bhagavad Gita. Very nice. Okay. That's, that's one. And please think about the general public also.
1: Yeah, for general public... Uh, Vaishnava etiquette is not going to
0: appeal to the general public. No, this is
1: for temple. It's for right. the existing for other devotees, uh, we were planning uh, still with some discussion how we will approach with uh, applied spiritual science, mm-hmm. it's applied, completely applied spiritual science. Uh, I was uh, I was working as a coach, executive coach, mm-hmm. so I was teaching uh, the directors and executives of organizations
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the spiritual leadership. So what, what we learn here, teaching there. Excellent,
0: then, excellent.
1: So that kind of things, you know, as many things are integrated there. Uh, so we are. I'm discussing with Nilmani Prabhu, and he's really concerned. <laughs> so, hopefully.
0: Well, these are very successful programs happening, particularly I see in London uh-huh. and in Australia and New Zealand, mm. where devotees, especially devotees who have some record of success out in the world and have some higher degrees, etc. So they are giving classes. I mean, in London, we have devotees who regularly give classes in banks uh, you know, to people in the financial world about how to run a business according to spiritual principles, just as an example. Yes, yes. And uh, such is being done, as I say, also in Australia and New Zealand. Sri Prahlad is one of the leaders in that. And... You know, there. We see also. I think it's going on quite a lot in uh, Pune with Radhesham. This is one of his his directions that how Krishna consciousness can, as Prabhupada talked about. I didn't talk about that much in the purport. How, how Krishna consciousness can solve the problems of life. So if we don't show that, if we if we just teach Krishna consciousness as if it's something all the way over here, you know, well here's your material life and here's your Krishna consciousness. This is how most. Religions are being taught in the world as if religion is a certain piece of life. Okay, I have the physical care of my body, I have the, my relationship with my family. You know, it's like you have this big pie. You know, one piece is, is my care of my own body, one piece is my family, one piece is my job, one piece is my hobbies, recreation, you know, and one piece is my religion. But our view is that Krishna consciousness is an integrated Consciousness. So it's very useful to teach Krishna consciousness as Krishna consciousness, but it's also equally important, and I'd say in many ways more important, to teach how Krishna consciousness informs our activities in the world. How does changing your consciousness to Krishna consciousness give you a better family life, give you a better national life? Prabhupada would talk about this a lot.
1: A few months back uh, in Mexico, Dr. Goldsmith, you know, Dr. Goldsmith Mm-mm. from Harvard, no. he visited. <coughs> so he works on uh, as, um, <coughs> spiritual, spiritual intelligence. Mm. This is uh, a very new concept in leadership, mm. uh, organizational leadership. So <coughs> he was, I'm sorry, this so he, like emotional intelligence. Right, I was just
0: thinking about that because that was, um, what's his name? Gold something? What's
1: Goldsmith, his name? Dr. Goldsmith. Uh,
0: the, one, the one who does the emotional intelligence. What's his yeah, name? Goldsmith. Yeah, he, oh, that's Goldsmith. Yeah, that's oh, Goldsmith, okay. Yeah, okay. Harvard. All right, so then I do know who he is. So the one who developed the whole EQ m- yeah, movement. Exactly. Yes. All right, so then to add to that, spiritual intelligence. Yes. Uh,
1: he, he was...
0: Uh, SQ. SQ, and uh, he was
1: an EQ. Now he
0: is
1: translating it.
0: QSQ. SQ. Very interesting.
1: So he is uh, very much keen to understand uh, Shruma Bhagavatam. Oh, that would be wonderful. As, uh, the how, be wonderful. You know, he was taking the case studies of uh, Prakrit Maharaj, Brit and many, uh, many... Wow. Of...
0: Because right now, most people who are trying to teach spirituality mm-hmm. in the business and corporate world are doing it from a Buddhist perspective.
1: Yeah, th- that, that is more accessible to them because... Uh, They want to escape from their
0: problem. Yes, and also they don't want to bring in anything about God because it's a secular society. So that's fascinating. I mean, if we could could break into all fields, like Prabhupada says in the first canto, you know, all the fields are Harikata when it's connected with Krishna. If we could break into all of these fields of endeavor, education, psychology, sociology, business, politics, and so forth, with with spiritual, and how do you have spiritual intelligence, again, Mama Nusmarmuja, how do you do your activities meditating on Krishna, so this would be one of the main ways in which we are going to spiritualize the world yes, ma'am, yes, yes. absolutely and it's something that we need to do we have so many highly qualified persons connected with our ISKCON movement, I mean, so many and it's growing all of the time we have thousands, probably tens of thousands of people in our movement who have higher degrees, who have a lot of experience with, the, with things in the world, and who can say, hey, this is how you do this with spiritual intelligence. Very nice. Anybody else have any questions or points? Yes?
1: So you'll
0: be here for the other, right? Yes, for the New York Rathia. Yes. So yes. well, we're shifting over to New York today, midday, we're shifting over to New York, and... Um, Krishna willing, will be giving a class at 26 Second Avenue tonight on Manashiksha. and then tomorrow go to the Rathayatra, and then the next day go to London. I'm hoping to be at the Brooklyn Temple Sunday morning, and then Sunday evening we're going over to Europe. So thank you all very much for your hospitality. Uh, the temple's developing so wonderfully. It's very enlivening to see, so please go on more and more and more and thank you again Hare Krishna Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai